Sir New, this is the Rorschach Nigeria update from the 5th of May, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Nigeria. Let's start this edition off with some news about the general elections that will be held next year. The governor of Akiti State, Faryumi, declared his interest in contesting for president on the platform of the All Progressives Congress Party on Wednesday the 4th. He promised to upgrade infrastructure, guarantee the security of citizens, and boost the economy if elected. Faryumi, who is the chairman of the Governor's Forum, a nonpartisan platform created to enhance cooperation amongst governors, has now joined the list of the 13 candidates of the party who want to join the presidential race. Besides that, on Friday the 29th, the national leader of the All Progressives Congress Party, Tinubu, bought the forms to formally register his interest in becoming the party's presidential candidate. Tinubu is the third member of the All Progressives Congress that has purchased the forms so far. On that note about All Progressives Congress, on Wednesday the 4th, the party extended the sale of its forms for the general elections from Friday the 6th to Tuesday the 10th. Still on the topic of elections, Lagos' state governor announced that he will run for a second term and purchase the governorship forms of the All Progressives Congress on Friday the 29th. Now let's talk a little bit about the opposition, the People's Democratic Party. On Friday the 29th, the party screened and disqualified two presidential candidates. Even though the party did not disclose the identity of the disqualified candidates, they said they did the screening to see if the applicants met the requirements to become presidential candidates. These requirements have been stipulated in the Constitution, and the party took a look at the candidate's status, academic credentials, among others. The candidates will not be refunded the amount they paid to acquire the presidential form of the party, which is around $100,000. Total Energy said on Thursday the 28th that it will leave Nigeria by selling its 10% stake in an oil venture. The company will join other major oil companies like Royal Dutch Shell and Mobile Producing Nigeria Unlimited, who sold their assets in July 2021 and in February 2022, respectively. The company said that part of the reason of its exit is the disruption of local communities since oil exploration has polluted the community's environment and has caused damage to farmland. Speaking of oil and gas, on Friday the 29th, the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, best known as the OPEC, announced that it will contribute about $14 million to the second phase of the feasibility research on the Nigeria-Morocco gas pipeline. The study will evaluate the design process of the pipeline's construction, And the pipeline, which will cover 7,000 kilometers, will deliver gas from Nigeria to Europe and supply countries along the way. Since we're talking about new projects, Guinness opened its new $8 million headquarters in Lagos on Thursday the 28th. The head of the Agency for Food and Drug Administration and Control attended the launch of the headquarters and thanked the company for boosting the food and beverage sector. The chairman of Guinness said the launch proves the company's confidence in conducting business in Nigeria and has quashed rumors about the company leaving the country. And from news on a new building to a collapsed building, on Monday the 2nd, President Buhari consoled the people who were affected by the collapse of a building in Lagos on Sunday the 1st. He also lamented the embarrassing and alarming frequency of building collapses in the country and urged state authorities to work hard and put a stop to these kind of incidents. 
President Buhari also met with U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres. The Secretary General arrived in the country on Tuesday the 3rd for a two-day visit. On Wednesday the 4th, he met with President Buhari and officiated a wreath-laying ceremony for the victims of the 2011 terrorist bombing of the U.N. House in Abuja. It is the Secretary General's first visit to the country. Now moving on to some corporate news, the Financial Times released a list called Africa's Fastest Growing Companies on Tuesday the 3rd. The list was compiled in collaboration with Statista, a research company, and ranked African companies by their compound annual growth rate in revenue between 2017 and 2020. There were 20 Nigerian companies on the list, including Africa Exchange Limited, a commodities exchange company, which ranked third, and Zedcrest Capital Limited, a financial services company, which obtained fifth place. You can check out the full list with the link in our show notes. On Thursday, the 28th, Hello Tractor, a company that operates a platform that enables farmers to lease tractors from its owners, raised $1 million in funding from Heifer International, a global nonprofit organization that works to eradicate poverty and hunger. The company said the funding will support a new program it plans to launch. The new program will allow the company to give loans to entrepreneurs to buy tractors, which will then be leased to farmers for a fee. The entrepreneurs will later repay the company with the money they received from the farmers. The company said the program will generate business opportunities for entrepreneurs and make tractors accessible to thousands of smallholder farmers across the country. Another company that raised money during the week was Norabase. The company operates a platform that makes it possible for startup founders to register a company in Africa and the U.S., Norabase raised $1 million on Wednesday the 4th. Investors in the company include Future Africa, Microtraction, and the CEOs of two Nigerian companies, which are Paystack and PiggyVest. Norabase said it will use the money to launch a product that will enable other companies to provide incorporation services to their own customers using the Norabase application programming interface. On that note about startup companies, OnePort365, a startup company that developed a platform that enables the movement of cargo to, from, and within Africa, raised $5 million from investors including Mobility54, which is a venture capital company under the Toyota Group, and the company said it will use the money to expand into other countries in the continent. Let's close this edition with some sports news. On Thursday the 28th, FIFA fined the Nigerian Football Federation about $150,000 for the violent behavior of their fans at the end of the 2022 World Cup playoff match against Ghana that was held in March. FIFA said the federation was fined for failing to implement order and security at the match and that fans won't be allowed to attend the team's next home game. However, according to FIFA, there is room to appeal that decision. The draw for the Women's AFCON was held on Friday the 29th in Morocco. The draw put the Nigerian team in Group C alongside South Africa, Burundi, and Botswana. The tournament will be held from the 2nd to the 23rd of July, and the semi-finalists will automatically qualify for the 2023 Women's World Cup. Finally, some news on table tennis. The International Table Tennis Federation released its ranking for the best players in the world on Tuesday the 3rd. Quadri Aruna was ranked 10th and became the first African to be ranked in the top 10 places. 
All right, that's it for this week. Thank you, as always, so much for joining us. We don't want to put ads in these updates, so please, please tell your friends about us, uh, and that way we can avoid commercials that you already have to hear on other podcasts. As always, let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at nigeria at rorschach.com, or you could also follow us on Instagram at rorschachnigeria. That's R-O-R-S-H-O-K, Nigeria. Say goodbye.